0: Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Well, we are talking about defeating fear in our lives. Does that interest anybody today? Do you want to defeat fear on every front in your life? I don't know about you, but but for me, I want to defeat fear any way that it creeps up. You know, there's a lot of places that fear can try to enter our lives. But God wants to give us the power to defeat fear in every place of our life. Today I want to talk about Joseph. Um, In Genesis 37-45, through it tells us the story, and this is Joseph's story. It's a story about God blessing a family, God blessing a person. And Joseph's name means God will give. And that, that, that's right in line with with what just happened right now. God will give somebody say that real loud. God, God will give. And so Joseph's story to get to the blessing, though, has everything to do with him facing different fears. And growing in his faith. So to get to the abundance, to get to the blessing, Joseph had to face his fears. I want to tell you, God wants to bless you, but there's a journey to get there. God wants to bless you, but there's a journey to get there. And God took Joseph on this amazing, intense, even scary journey. And today we're going to talk about this this journey. Joseph's journey. That's what I'm calling today's sermon. Joseph's journey to defeating fear. The first step in in Joseph's journey is, is betrayal. Um... Maybe you've, you've read the story before, but out of his closest relationships came betrayal. Those that he trusted most, those that he considered family, supported him. Instead of supporting him, they betrayed him. Genesis 37, 19 says that his own brothers said, here he comes, that dreamer. They said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say... That a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. Have you ever felt like that? That there were people somewhere in your life that they didn't want your dreams to become a reality. So let me throw this person into a pit. Let me bury this person with my words, with my actions. So that they will never live their dreams. Everyone deals with betrayal. On some level. It doesn't matter who you are. Sooner or later. We all deal with it. And Joseph deals with betrayal in a very intense way. But we all deal with it. And betrayal can be scary. And once we've been betrayed. We can begin to develop certain fears. About relationships. Now I don't want to trust the same way that I trusted before. Because somebody stabbed me in the back. And maybe we don't call it a fear. But it is a fear. We have the fear of somebody betraying us the same way that we were betrayed before. And so we don't trust the same. So we have our guards up. And not just the good type of parameters relationally, but we actually have walls up. And we become scared of losing a friend or a family member or a close relationship turning against us. It can make you slow to trust again. But when we don't trust, it can become an indicator that fear is present. When we don't trust, it is an indicator that fear is present. Broken relationships, traumatic relational experiences. It's scary and something that we don't want to repeat, something that we don't want to relive, so we begin to construct these walls. We become guarded. Sometimes we begin to fear even what might happen to healthy relationships in our lives. Fear begins to develop. Sometimes you might fear being rejected or betrayed if you trust again, if you let someone in. I don't want to trust again because I don't want to be hurt again. I've been hurt, I've been betrayed, and now I'm afraid to really allow people into my life. I wonder what Joseph felt like after experiencing this level of betrayal. Thinking he would never see his father or mother again. That can cause fear. And if you've gone through traumatic relational experiences, you have to make sure that you get all the fear out. Let the Lord minister to you. Spend time in His presence. Get in the altar. Get with God. Get around people that, that, that are agents of healing. And process all that fear out the fear of loss, the fear of betrayal, the fear to trust again, fear of any kind. So He's betrayed. But then after that, that leads us to the next stop in Joseph's journey. He sold into slavery. His bright future that he dreamed about, that God's presence was on him and these things were happening and he was honored. All these dreams seemed to be coming, crashing down. It's hopeless. Because things were out of his, his control. Ever felt like things were out of your control? Ever been in a place where you became fearful because you couldn't control things to the degree that you wanted to control them? It was out of your control. And so sometimes that can cause fear. Genesis 37, 28, So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. Circumstances that are out of your control can sometimes cause fear. Joseph could not control where he slept, where he ate, what his job was. Some seasons we go through, we feel that we have a lack of control. And many times we do have a lack of control of certain aspects of our lives. Sometimes we feel completely out of control, and that's an overwhelming feeling. It's easy for fear to begin to slip in. If I can't control it, I don't know what tomorrow holds. And if you don't watch out, that feeling of not having control causes fear. I think as human beings, we love to be in control of our lives. (laughs) We love to be in control of our environments. We want to be able to control where we eat and where we go and what we do and what we make and who we hang out with and how we spend our time. And when we start having pieces of our lives that we can't control, it can be scary. We don't like that And sometimes We fear that Sometimes we fear This loss of control but I, Can I tell you that you really Can't control everything That's just an illusion You can't control other people You can't control other circumstances Certain circumstances in your life You'll never be in control of You can guide them You can have input to them But There's lots of variables in our lives that we can't control. This is where our trust and our faith in God comes into place. Because in the end, it's not about what you can control. It's about how surrendered you are to God and His plan and His will and His power to change things that we can't. You can't control your friends. You can't control your family. You can't even control your kids You think you can control your kids, but you're actually just guiding your kids to make their own decisions. You can correct them, but you really can't control them. You can't control your boss. You can't control the economy. You can't control God. Actually, there's a lot of things that we can't control. Jesus never told us that we would be in control of every aspect of our lives. He said we'd have the faith to move mountains. He said that we can make powerful declarations. He said our prayers are powerful and we can do great things when we partner with God. But God never promised you that you could control everything. Show me the scripture where it says you can control everything. It's not there. There is a space and a place for trust trust in God, trust in His sovereignty. There are things that I can change through my faith and there are some things that I have to trust and rely on the goodness and the providence of God. So I trust in His plan. And I understand that God does not have to tell me everything that He's doing. Think about that for a second. God does not and He doesn't have to tell you everything that He's working on for your good. Sometimes he intentionally lets you be in the dark. There were moments of Joseph's life that he did not know exactly how things would play out. And he had to develop a greater sense of trust and a greater sense of faith. And a God that moves in mysterious ways beyond what he could understand. Sometimes he's working behind the scenes And you have to learn to let go. Part of being a follower of Jesus is learning how to surrender. I am surrendering my right to be in control. If I'm in control of my life, guess who is not in control of my life? I can't be in control of my life and be simultaneously surrendered to Jesus. When I say, Jesus, I surrender, I want you to be Lord and Savior of my life. What my words are saying is that I am surrendering my control. I'm surrendering the controls of my life, the control panel, the, the driving wheel of my life. I'm surrendering it to you, Jesus. So actually, this whole faith process and trust process is me learning to surrender to him. And when I understand surrender, I don't fear losing control. I understand I'm not supposed to have control anyways. I'm supposed to be surrendered. Look at somebody, if you're you're bold enough to say this statement, I want you to say this statement. When I understand surrender, I don't fear losing control. God is probably going to move in a way that you don't expect. Remember last week when we talked about, you know, having all these, having faith for God to move all these different ways, and He could move in all these different possible ways, and that is an amazing exercise to stir up faith. But a lot of times, He might choose one of those ways, He might do something completely different that you didn't even visualize. That's even better. Don't let losing control cause you fear. Learn to trust. Trust that God is working things for you. Be confident in that. Let your faith defeat fears. But sometimes in your faith journey, it seems like things go from bad to worse. Look at this. Genesis thirty-nine, nineteen and 20. When his master heard the story that his wife told him, saying this is how your slave treated me he burned with anger talking about Potiphar and Joseph's master took him and put him in prison the place where the king's prisoners were confined I'm sure slavery was bad for Joseph but prison was even worse sometimes in our life it looks like things just go from bad to worse and that can cause fear it's like, man, I'm looking at the trajectory of how this is going. I'm looking at the trend here and it is not looking good. It looked like it just went from bad to worse. And so the enemy tries to use something that looks a certain way in the natural to cause you fear. He's going to give a narrative and try to put his narrative on that trend. Instead of say, come what may, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice or I will bless the Lord at all times. We say, well, it seems like it's going from bad to worse. Maybe I should change up how I praise. Maybe I should change up my worship. Maybe I should change up my viewpoint on what who God is and what he's doing. Maybe this changes my doctrine or how I see God because things just went from bad to worse. This is where Joseph was. Sometimes we feel trapped. He was in prison. He felt in a very natural sense trapped. Being trapped can cause you fear. And I'm sure Joseph probably had feelings that he may never get out of this predicament. Ever been in a place where you feel like you're in a rut? You're just trapped. And it's just like, we just keep on going on this carousel, right? We're just in this cycle and I'm just not able to break out of the cycle. And sometimes that causes fear. Joseph was a place, he he, he was at a place he, he thought, maybe I may never see the light of day again. I am in this prison. He was thrown in jail, he was falsely accused, he was lied about, his integrity was questioned. Now the question in the back of his mind was, maybe, will I ever get out of here? Sometimes we feel trapped, and that can make us feel afraid. Sometimes we're not trapped, but we... Feel afraid of getting trapped, right? The fear of commitment. Anybody ever known a person that had the fear of commitment? Maybe that's you. You had the fear of commitment. You don't want to commit because then you might get trapped. I don't want to commit to this relationship. I don't want to commit to volunteering. I don't want to commit to this. I don't want to commit to this financial obligation because then I might get trapped. I don't want to raise my hand because then somebody might say, okay, I'm expecting this of you. And now I'm trapped a fear of being trapped a fear of commitment Matthew 6:34 says therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own Jesus said don't worry about tomorrow if god says move move don't worry about getting trapped Trapped? Maybe I'm painting myself into a corner. If God said move, move. So a minute ago, we were talking about giving and the Spirit was moving. If God said move, just move. Just move. Don't worry about being trapped. There's all these different ways that the enemy comes at you to try to cause fear. The fear of betrayal. The fear of things being out of control. The, the fear of being trapped. But all these fears are... What man can do to you. But Jesus gives us a whole different perspective. He says don't fear what man can do. But rather fear God. Develop a healthy fear of God. Develop a healthy honor and respect and and admiration for who God is. Don't fear man. Man has a limited capacity to do things, circumstantial things in the natural, but God has the ability to bless eternally. An apostle Paul wrote some profound things in his letter to the church while being trapped in the natural. Maybe some of the most profound things that you may do in your life or while in the natural, it seems like you're trapped. Paul wrote some of the most important letters to the church while he was in the natural trapped. We have to get our focus off the natural and see what God is trying to do in the spirit. In the natural, Paul looked like a regular prisoner. He was Trapped like everybody else, but in the spirit, he was one of the freest men on earth. And it was from there that he wrote Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, and some of the most powerful scriptures about being free. In the natural, Paul was in prison, but in the spirit, he was free. In the ways that mattered most, he was free. So if you look by the natural, you might feel trapped right now. But if you learn to look by the Spirit, you will find such a freedom. John 8, 36, Jesus says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. It doesn't matter what comes and goes in the natural. I am a free person. I, I have the freedom of God. And that's what we see about Joseph's journey is all along God had his hand on him. And if you'll receive this, basically, Joseph was getting an education on the on the external, it looked like betrayal and slavery and prison. But actually, in the spirit, he was getting educated. He was going to high school and college and graduate school. And he got his PhD until he was running the nation of Egypt. The most powerful empire at that time. But that happened by God taking him on a process and him not allowing himself to be consumed With fear. If he got consumed with fear. He would probably have missed the lesson. Joseph found himself in prison. Naturally he was trapped. But spiritually he expected that God was still going to move. That's faith. And faith. Faith will banish fear. Even in your darkest hour. Imagine him sitting in that jail cell. Imagine him confined to that prison. Imagine him with all of his freedoms taken away. Faith will banish fear even in your darkest hour. What did Paul say late in the midnight hour? God is going to turn it around. And that is the very object lesson of what happened with Joseph. Joseph still had hope. Joseph, while he was talking and interpreting dreams with Pharaoh's officials, he said, when you see Pharaoh, tell him about me. That means that he still had hope. He had not let him go. He still had faith, even in a difficult place. Even if you're in a difficult place, don't lose your hope. Don't start to fear. In the middle of these difficult circumstances, Joseph didn't lose hope. Thirteen years... A slave and a prisoner. Thirteen years. A slave and a prisoner. Yet he still had the practice of stirring up faith. Thirteen years. Didn't knock the faith out of him. Thirteen years. Didn't bury him in fear. God wants us to have a faith. Even when there's a thousand things in our lives that we could fear. This atmosphere of faith banishes fear. God wants to take you to a place that no matter what it looks like in the natural, you have such a faith that mountains will move. You have such a faith that says, ah, it may look like this right now, but just wait for it. Just wait for it Wait for what God's got I'm sure when people saw him right there On the right hand side of Pharaoh In that super important prestigious position With all that gold necklace hanging on him That super expensive robe on Everybody forgot about those 13 years They saw him wielding all that power. All those resources. Happy. Married. Two sons. They forgot about the valley. Thirteen years. What are you willing to lay down? Are you able to keep your perspective even in the middle of moments when you feel like things are out of control are you able to keep your perspective even when people hurt you and people betray you and people make allegations against you are you still able to have faith are you still able To have faith that God is moving For your good This is the place Where fear dies This is the place where fear is banished When I have a hope that no man can take away I have a faith I have decided to follow Jesus There's no turning back I know that no matter what the devil throws at me No weapon Formed against me will prosper and God's going to turn it around for my education God's going to turn it around for my platform God's going to turn it around to cause me to be more anointed than I was before because I believe in the goodness of God I believe in the promises of God, that they're yes and amen, that his promises never return void. That no matter what it looks like in the natural, in my finances, in my family, in my work, no matter where I go when it looks negative, I know that God's going to turn it around. So here's the conclusion of Joseph's journey. He experienced betrayal. And hurt and pain caused by people close to him. Had feelings of rejection, feelings of abandonment, probably some trust issues. He was sold into slavery, so we know that he not only felt out of control, he was out of control of his own destiny. Then we see him thrown into prison because he was lied about. There were some false allegations. His integrity was called into question. So he ends up in prison. But that same person had a bright future. He now has a criminal record. Strikes against him. He's lived a hard life. But he doesn't give up. He doesn't let fear defeat him. He still has faith. While his life is out of control, he still has faith while he's a captive in the natural. And the end of Joseph's journey is that he becomes a very blessed man. The king has a need, and Joseph has the answer. The leader of the nation has a need, and Joseph has a business plan. Get ready. God wants to bless you in this next season. Get ready. 2022 is not done it's still your time God still is gonna move the year isn't over yet if you're on your journey with God following him you will get to your destination might not look like you thought it was might look crazy and hectic and chaotic sometimes in the natural but if you'll trust in him let me tell you something on the other side It's incredible. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let fear cause you to stop your journey or give up. What if Joseph gave up and just remained a slave for the rest of his life? What if he gave up and just said, you know what? Prison is my plight. I'm just going to stay here. What if he did that for the rest of his life? What if he took his cues from the natural and just accepted his fate? What if you had faith today? Don't just accept what it looks like in the natural. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things that I haven't yet seen. This is what faith is. The faith is saying, I know it looks different in the natural. I know that this is not what it looks like in the natural. That's faith. Faith is what pulled Joseph through when spiritual truth guides your life we will be full of faith not fear God wants to defeat fear in every area of your life God wants to help you whip this sometimes we're on a great run but we don't realize that over time the enemy has tried to slip in some fears The enemy has tried to sow some fears into your life. Big fears, small fears, medium fears. And sometimes until the Holy Spirit shows up and shines the light on, we don't even know that that thing is on autopilot in our life, causing us to make certain decisions and have certain thought processes. Will you stand up on your feet with me today? I know that God wants to move in your life in such a profound way. Will you join hands with the person next to you today? God, I thank you for each and every person that's here today. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are defeating fear. You are a fear defeater. And God, when we partner with you, you are defeating fear in every area and aspect of our lives. God, I thank you, Lord that we will not just accept what things look like in the natural. We will not accept the feelings of fear or the feelings of betrayal or the feelings of being trapped or the feelings of things in our life being out of control. God, we foster a spirit of hope right now. We stir up hope and we stir up faith in this room right now, God, for the greater things that you want to do in our lives, for the greater things that you want to do in this season, for the greater things that you want to do. God, I thank you, Lord. God, and if anybody, God, is wrestling with fears in their life. God, I pray that you would expose those fears for what they are. A lie from the pit of hell. Expose every fear as a lie. And God, expose your truth, God. Pour your truth into each and every one of us today, God, that we would have a faith stronger than we walked in here with, God, that we would have a hope stronger than we walked in here, God, that we would stand upon your promises and know That you are good. And he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He who started a work in you will be faithful to complete it. If you believe that, say amen. Come on, turn to somebody. Give them a high five. Say, I'm ready to defeat fear every time it shows up in my life. And I want to tell you, if Jesus is in your corner, you will be undefeated. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.